One triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Wearing ashes has a long history as a sign of repentance, both in the Jewish and Christian traditions. And our Hebrew scripture is full of references to this. Job, the king of Nineveh, and the story of Jonah, the prophets, all of these used ashes to signify their great sorrow and their sin either their own or that of their people, and their intention to repent or to call others to repentance, to turn around, to live differently. And they didn't just wear ashes, so this is the part of the tradition we're starting today. They rolled in them. Just kidding. They wallowed in them. They threw ashes on their heads The early fathers of the church continued the practice, and by the 700s, sprinkling ashes on the heads of repentant Christians at the beginning of Lent had become a part of the Christian tradition of the church. At least one person asks me every year, do I leave them on or take them off? Do I leave them on or do I take them off? When I leave here, on or off? Well, I'm not so certain that all of the ash tradition needs to be about repentance. The imposition of ashes is an outward and visible sign of our identity. Tracing upon the cross of our baptism that has marked our blessedness, we take a cross that marks our mortality. Troy, I don't like to preach from here. So I worked at Kinko's. Kinko's before it was FedEx office. Kinko's? No one? Making copies. Yeah, I spent 10 years there. And do you have any idea how many people would come up to the front counter and all they need is a resume, but what they did instead was... I go, yes, and they go, you've got toner from the copy machine. And and, and then I would have this opportunity to explain about Ash Wednesday. I didn't. I was more like Peter and denied, but that's a different story for a different sermon. But lots of staring, lots of commenting, lots of pointing. Who wants that? Well, Harold Dennis Jr., who is a Division I football player, was a Division I football player, a graduate of the University of Kentucky, a motivational speaker, a subject of the documentaries The Phoenix and Impact, knows a lot about people staring and commenting and pointing and worse. In May of 1988, Harold was on a youth group trip with 66 other friends and family from the First Assembly of God Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky. It's right outside the army base of Fort Knox. And Harold was on a bus that collided almost head-on with a pickup truck that was traveling the wrong way on an interstate. 
And the truck was driven by a 34-year-old factory worker who was intoxicated. It's come to be known as the most deadly incident involving drunk driving in the United States. Of the 67 people who were on the bus, there were 27 fatalities. I remember listening to the news from the lobby of my dormitory in Lexington, Kentucky. I attended Fort Knox High School. I knew the area very well. And I remember thinking to myself, I would rather have died than to be horribly disfigured. I can't imagine what those people are going to be going through the rest of their lives. Well, Harold Dennis has spent the last 30 years journeying toward wholeness and transformation and sharing his story along the way. So with third-degree burns over most of his body, Harold to this day has no idea exactly how he got out of the bus. He is a man now of great faith, and he still asks himself the question, how did I get there? Or how did he get out? And his only answer is that I feel like God took me in his hands and carried me. So after months of surgical procedures to reconstruct the skin around his eyes, to rebuild his ears from the cartilage of his ribs and the skin from his back, he returned home. Uh, Home well enough to return to school, hoping to lead a normal life. No easy task, I would imagine. Especially given the fact that he had to wear a nylon mask and bodysuit for healing. So classmates smiled politely. They all knew about the crash. But a few teased him about the mask and made fun of his face. And crushed, he swore he would never, ever wear that mask in public again. And that would mean that perhaps he would not heal, or at least his scars would take longer to heal. And he told his mom, this is how I look. This is who I am. And it was the beginning of his journey toward wholeness and transformation. Our scars that we all carry, seen and unseen, they mark us externally with stories that often hold places that are very deep in our being. They're stories that speak to our identity and our vulnerability. And I would posit that the ashes that we wear this day also mark us externally, an outward and visible sign with the greatest story ever told and lead us to what our place is in that story, the story of God's created self come to us in the flesh of Jesus Christ. These ashes, these remnants of the hosannas of last year, of Christ's triumphal entry into Jerusalem, they're the very same ashes that provide us a pathway to the hope of the resurrection that is to come. 
These ashes speak to the sacred and precious nature of creation and to our own vulnerability and mortality. They can lead to the conversation that allows another to be vulnerable and to share the story of his or her scars. Someone who is desperately in need of what the good news of Jesus Christ can provide and can provide through us. The ashes mark us, our identity, as God's blessed, cracked, sinful, broken, hurting, beloved, wonderful, light-filled creation. Harold Dennis has beautifully articulated that this fire did not consume him. And he describes his scars, seen and unseen, as the gifts of his rebirth aversary. His scars and his healing somehow loosed the bonds in his spirit of a deep, deep love for himself and for his family and for God. The ashes that we accept today, they can do that. They can do that for us as well, and today can be our rebirth aversary. And for anyone who has their attention drawn to what, what is that? What do you have? Where have you been? It can be that for them as well. So I got no dog in this fight. Whether you decide to leave the ashes on or wipe them off, as you leave this holy place, make your decision with intention. Because just in a few minutes, our dean, on behalf of our bishop and the church, is going to invite us to a holy Lent. And over the next 40 plus six days, we are going to have an opportunity to enter into a closer relationship with God and a closer relationship with each other. Don't forget Living a holy Lent doesn't have to consume us either. God wants to be in a close relationship with us. And God wants us to be in close relationship with our community and all God's people who are here in our neighborhood, journeying towards wholeness and transformation and sharing our stories And as with all relationships, they will start small, but with some effort, they will bloom into something beautiful. And it will all begin here, this day, 